0: White is a nationally recognized and award-winning educational leader from Central Ohio and the Director of Student Support Systems for the Eastland of Fairfield Career and Technical School District. He's the author of What's in Your Space, Five Steps to Better School and Classroom Design, Leading Schools in Disruptive Times, How to Survive Hyper-Change, and a contributing author to Because of a Teacher, Stories of the Past to Inspire the Future of Education, written and curated by George Kuros. His first solo book, Be Great, Five Principles to Improve School Culture from the Inside Out, was published just this year. Welcome to the podcast, White.
1: Thanks, Dana. I appreciate you having me on the podcast.
0: Well, we'll talk about your book I just mentioned in a little bit, but I'd like to start off with the question I ask everybody. Tell me about a time when you were in the trenches and managed to crawl out.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and we talked a little bit off you know off camera about what that means. Um, so uh, a time when I was in the trenches and pulled myself out was when I was a building principal at one of our um, uh, suburban school districts here in central Ohio. Um, mm-hmm. It was a few years ago and we had a uh, just a terrible event that happened on campus with some spray paint and um, some really you know derogatory racially charged um, anti-Semitic language that was spray painted on the on the uh, the sidewalk tennis courts um, mm-hmm. and just on campus and you know we 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 found out early that morning mm-hmm. um, and so it was very um, it was a very challenging situation because mm-hmm. students saw it before we saw it so it was already out and mm-hmm. you know you're already behind the eight ball when, when that happens because yeah. social media and things like that um, but I was really proud of the team approach that um, we took. So immediately the superintendent, the superintendent was, was the one who called me and then the superintendent, assistant superintendent, um, our communications director, um, my building administrator team, we all came together and like it was just like, let's go, go, go. Mm. Um, so we put out a obviously we put out a statement and then we were very visible and present with our students just to reassure them that. You know, we're going to take care of this. We're going to try to find out who did it. But more importantly, we want to check in with the students, say, you know, find out if if everyone's okay. Mm -hmm. Obviously, people were shaken, um, angry, disappointed, um, confused about, you know, who could have done it and why did they Mm -hmm. do it. So just you know, without information, people create their own story. So we were really Mm -hmm. adamant about constantly communicating with all the families in our community and communicating with our students quite a bit. And it was uh, it was a week before um, an annual event called Peace Week, so
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know it could have disrupted Peace Week. But I was so proud of the way we all came together um, to unite um, against it, but more importantly to 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 like clarify and restate what we stood for. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. So uh,
1: we end up having the best Peace Week to that to that to that date. Mm-hmm. Um and everybody felt uh, an overwhelming sense of belonging, a sense of care, and a deep sense of community. Um, so that's one that bre through um, a very disappointing and chaotic situation came a lot of clarity, community, mm-hmm. peace and and unity. So it was a it was a great experience um, afterwards, obviously not going through it, but afterwards mm-hmm. it just the way we all came together. You know, we came we came out of the trenches as a team.
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: And I think that uh, is a good segue into our discussion about your book, Uh, "Be Great Five Principles to Improve School Culture from the Inside Out," because Mm -hmm. uh, the way your student body reacted and how you all were able to come together for Peace Week and unite really shows a lot about the school culture from the uh, school you led. So, tell me a little bit about your experiences and. Uh, what you uh, use uh, kind of as a guide for those five principles in the
1: book. Okay, the five principles uh, stand for, a grade is an acronym It stands for be grateful, be mm-hmm. relational, be authentic, or excuse me, be um, enthusiastic, be authentic, and be teachable. Mm-hmm. So grateful, relational, enthusiastic, authentic, and teachable. So those are five guiding principles. And the subtitle of the book is to improve school culture from the inside out. Because I firmly believe after 28 years of experience that culture doesn't come from outside. It comes from the, within each individual person and who are, you know, if we, if we're guided by our purpose um, of being educators and think about what are the conditions we want to create to have the best learning environment possible, mm-hmm. therefore the best culture that's po- that we possibly have mm-hmm. can have for students to be successful, staff so to feel supported and to give their best. That's where those principles come into play. Um, so how they apply uh, very simply showing gratitude um, towards staff and towards our towards our students and our family when when um, we have a certain events.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The one concrete example that that I use even to the day this day in my in my role is simple thing writing a uh, handwritten thank you notes yeah
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, that that goes a long way and I, when I when I do write a thank you note or a card I see it posted up in people's offices or in their classrooms or Mm -hmm. you know it's visible somewhere because it it's I use very intentional language um specifically thanking them for um exactly what they did so it's not a blanket statement you Mm -hmm. know job well done or appreciate your hard work but it's very specific to the individual person Mm -hmm. and uh I used to give like a gold star lapel pin attach that to the envelope and they you know they would have they were the stars on their on their lanyard or their or their name badge or something like that. Um, but one of the most um, significant acts of gratitude that um, I saw in the in the districts that I was in, it said a lot to our our culture, mm-hmm. and that was our um, senior staff select. Mm-hmm. So this idea came from a we had a senior who was new to our school, and this was many several years ago, I should say, um, and at her former school. Uh, students were able to pick the staff member that they wanted to give them to give them the diploma at graduation.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So she bought brought the idea to me. I took it to my senior leadership team of of teachers. They ran it through. They thought the idea was fantastic. And then uh, we took it to the superintendent, who then talked to the board because our board was very heavily involved in graduation, where they were giving students a diploma. So that was going to be a cha- a shift.
2: Mm-hmm. So they were
1: all on board. So. We got to say we got all the right permissions. Then the hard part worked. How the hard work came into play where we had to organize. What was that going to look like?
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: um So the again, the senior team came together. Our choir teacher actually organized the whole thing because it, you know that was something she was strong at. And so then we came up with the strategy on how students could invite um staff members.
2: Mm-hmm. So we
1: had a day in which students they wore their cap and gowns to school. They had a little like an orange slip, and it says you know. Uh, senior staff, select. Um, I select. Would you, I'll, please, do me the honor and give me my, hand me my diploma at graduation. They filled in the person's name, and then um, at one o'clock in the afternoon, um, seniors gathered on the um, in the lawn, the our quad, we call it a courtyard area, um, for a quick announcement. And then they just went all over the campus, and um, no one knew who they, no one knew mm-hmm. that they were going to receive the invitation until they um, heard a knock on the door. What was cool about it is that every staff member was included. It wasn't just teachers. Mm-hmm. So we had our school resource officer receive an invitation, our secretaries. Um, we had the uh, coaches, uh, custodians, um, central office staff. One of the coolest events was when a senior went back to her kindergarten teacher and mm-hmm. asked her to um, give her diploma at graduation. It was it was a very powerful experience and then we flooded social media with those pictures um and then created a hashtag for it and that's 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 a tradition that started I think in 2015 mm-hmm. and 2022 the school is still doing it
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah you got that all from a student that brought a that student. from a different yep. district yeah yeah yep. Yep,
1: yeah yeah so mean- I was I, I was very proud of Uh, a couple things. I was proud that the student felt comfortable enough Mm -hmm. to bring the idea to our administrative team. And then the administrative team took it to heart and then got the right people involved to to make it more of a, um, to gather input, Mm
2: -hmm. to
1: figure out, okay, how can we get to yes? And what are the things we can do to make this happen for the students and also for the staff and the community? Mm -hmm. And uh, it was so well received From everybody, and there was questions that came up like, "What if you know? What if a person doesn't receive an invitation?" Well, that's going to happen, and and just um, that's just something you had to work through, Um, because that's that's you know we have more staff members than uh, we have excuse me we have more staff members on the entire campus Mm
2: -hmm. in our district
1: Mm -hmm. than we get students, so that was inevitable that somebody wasn't going to receive an invitation, Um, but that was uh, that was a minor thing to get over. Uh, and work through. Mm -hmm. So I was just, I was just proud of the um, just the way that that all transpired and it got better and better every single year.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, you definitely find out ways to streamline and also just recognizing, um, you know, having an opportunity for those staff members to be recognized by Mm -hmm. students because like it's one thing um, as a principal writing those notes of gratitude which Teachers, you know, greatly appreciate, but also when a student recognizes somebody who, you know, they want to give the diploma, they want to have yeah. give them the diploma. I mean, you know, yeah. that kind of comes for full circle. Absolutely. So, um, your current role is the director of student supports um, mm-hmm. in the Eastland Fairfield Career and Technical School District. So, tell me a little bit about what your role entails, and also. Mm-hmm about some of the career um, and tech education in your district and its growth.
1: Okay, Uh, my position entails like three, I'll say three big buckets. Mm -hmm. Um, So uh, I oversee um, health and wellness, climate and culture, and intervention services. So any and all positions under those three buckets, I oversee in what's called the student support systems department or student support Mm -hmm. systems team. And it's different, it's different from student support services. Student support services primarily focuses on intervention or, or special education. Mm-hmm. That's a part of my role. The other parts, again, are climate and culture and then health and wellness. And climate mm-hmm. and culture includes uh, leading our district's diversity, equity, and inclusion initiatives, which are just embedded. We try to embed in the work that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it includes um, PBIS, Positive Behavior Intervention and Supports, also our our MTSS uh, framework and um, our social emotional learning framework. And so then our health and wellness includes um, overseeing our social workers, our school counselors and our school nurses. And every uh, initiative around mental health and wellness falls in that bucket. Mm -hmm. And then intervention services, obviously is special education, uh, gifted and talented and ELL and our 504s. And so, um, in a nutshell, my role is to remove barriers so that students can be successful in school.
0: And yeah, that's um, something that they kind of, you told me, made the role kind of specific toward your experience and <laughs> when you started in this role about four years ago. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it was. Uh, so, this is my second year in the, in the position. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, and
1: it yeah. came about um, my superintendent, Dr. Kim Miller, uh, she joined our district halfway through the year of 2020. So it was the pandemic year. And uh, because she had a three-month transition, she was just able to just sit and talk to nearly every single staff member about the district. She asked three questions, um, what are some strengths, what are some areas of improvement, and then what, are the, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Um, so when she got to me, uh, you know, she asked those three questions, and I, I told her, "I said I don't, I don't want to do building leadership anymore."
2: Mm-hmm, um,
1: so as, as a side note, I was in. A, I went back when I left education in 2018. Um, left public education. Okay. I was a uh, leadership coach and um, keynote speaker and um, instructional coach mm-hmm. for. Um, two two companies one of them was dynamics here in central ohio mm-hmm. and the other was the international center for leadership and education um bill daggett's group and so i was uh doing some traveling with them quite a bit so i was traveling coast to coast loved the work but it was not conducive for family time
2: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. um so I, I decided to go back into education or public education and that's where i joined eastland career center as mm-hmm. an assistant principal and you know it, I enjoyed the work, but it just wasn't professionally challenging because I had already mm. done that. Yeah. And so um I was I had a very candid conversation with Dr. Miller and told her I was like, I'm I need something more. Um, so she talked about, you know, gather information about some of the needs in the district. Um, and she shared an idea of what she was thinking about with this position and mm-hmm. uh we talked about it some more. Um, and then once it was, she she came up with the job description and posted it. I immediately put my name in the hat to interview. So, and the rest, as they say, is history.
2: Mm-hmm. So it was, uh,
1: um, and I, I, I enjoy the position quite a bit because I'm learning, I'm learning the world of career tech education, which is a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. The language is different. The acronyms are different. Um, some of the requirements are different. Mm-hmm. And we're a school of choice, so we have to approach things very differently. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I, I, I love the team that I have. Um, the leadership team that I'm on. Um, the people that are oversee, um, we just have a strong bond and a really um, student-centered focus. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm.
0: Tell me a little bit about the career tech ed and how that's grown yeah. um, at the high school level in your district. Yeah,
1: um, so over the la- I would say the last two decades, um, mm-hmm. career tech has gone through an evolution mm-hmm. where it's no longer looked as looked at as the other option, but a mm-hmm. viable option. And what I mean by that is, when I was in school, career tech was viewed as for all the other students who couldn't cut mm. it in high school. But I think that was probably in the '60s and '70s, and even '80s, and maybe mm. early '90s. Um, but again, as the economy started to shift, and then um, more people um, started really examining the benefits of career tech, um, the language started to change, and it went from vocational vocational schools to career and technical schools. But mm-hmm. so that that shift also helped shift people's mindset about it. And now it's, it's, it's viewed as a very viable option for all students.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so we have, in Eastland Fairfield, we have 36 labs that students can choose from, okay. choose to attend. And uh, our district can um, consists of 17 high schools, 16 districts, and mm-hmm. what's called a career tech planning district. Okay. But so we provide the career tech education for those sixteen districts,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: so students apply to attend Eastland Career Center or Fairfield Career Center, depending on the program or the lab that that they they're interested in.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and then um, students can choose to either stay at their home school for their academics or attend Eastland or Fairfield for their academics and their lab about 99% of our students are with us all day, meaning they take mm-hmm. their academics. Um, so for juniors, they take their, um, they're in lab in the morning, academics in the afternoon. For seniors,
2: mm-hmm.
1: they're in the ac- um, um, academics in the morning, in their lab in the afternoon.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. And so we have, um, like I said, 36 labs. And the students are in their labs for two and a half hours a day. Um, and we have everything from, uh, criminal justice and pre-engineering to cybersecurity, teaching professions mm-hmm. and um, uh, electrical tech or auto automobile technology, mm-hmm. um, and everything in between. So it's a lot of choice. And again, students choose to come to our school, and so they're very and they're very invested. They're um, they want that rigorous and relevant hands-on experience. And they, again, uh, we're diverse by design because we have, Mm -hmm. our district is 700 square miles. Mm -hmm. So we have students from small rural communities to Mm -hmm. large suburban communities to large or medium-sized urban communities. So we have kids Mm -hmm. coming from all walks of life, come together and are together for two years. So like I said, we're diverse by design and our goal is to create a culture that's inclusive
2: of Mm -hmm.
1: diversity that we have
2: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and i've really seen that as well um, in the denver area explode at different high schools and you know some of the high schools are still pretty traditional but Mm -hmm. like really giving students the option at some of these schools that are focusing on the cte uh, you know they have the option to explore a lot more of these uh, this podcast is a proud member of the teach better podcast network better today better tomorrow and the podcast to get you there explore more podcasts at www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com now let's get back to the episode courses that give them the cte credits Mm -hmm. and they may be able to get an associate's degree in high school as well
1: yeah so so students can still they they can obtain college credit through some of our ccp academic courses or through our labs um and um our labs, our lab, or excuse me, our academic teachers are going through um, inquiry-based learning cohorts,
2: mm-hmm. to,
1: um, so that we can bridge the gap between traditional academic instruction and the career tech education labs.
0: Okay,
1: because the career tech education labs are they're inquiry-based by design.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Students are problem-solving. They're working through issues. They're working together. Um, it's it's a real-world education focus, and I hate that phrase, but that's the reality of it. Mm -hmm. And so we're we're moving our academics to more inquiry based as well. And so that's been a a shift in the last couple of years that many teachers are embracing because we want to we want our kids to have the same um, engaged experience in the academic classes as they do in their career tech labs. Mm -hmm, mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah, and definitely looking at the fact that, you know, teachers have to teach that differently. Right. It's not it's not the same way of of teaching and. Um, yeah, I'd like to talk a little bit about speaking engagements. So you said you, you're you not traveling quite as much since you're not working mm-hmm. with those consultants, but you do do some keynotes. You also coach um, principals as well. So yeah. talk a little bit about kind of that side gig that you still have.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I, um, I think one of the best things that happened uh, for me is the, you know, Zoom. Zoom became a viable just an app, an application that people just became comfortable with,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so um, the coaching of principals actually started in 2020 when mm-hmm. I, uh, a young man I met at the Model Schools Conference, uh, probably in 2014, he reached out to me in 2021, and said, "Hey, you know, we met back in 2014. You probably don't remember." And I vaguely remembered, and he's like, you know, he says, "I'm I'm in my fourth year in the principalship, and I felt like I hit a wall. Mm-hmm. And I like some of the things you said. I feel like, you know, he's felt like, you know, I've been following your your career, and I'm I want to know. He says, I want to know if are you interested in in coaching me?
2: Mm-hmm. And I
1: was like, man, absolutely.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, said, I said I've been doing some coaching uh, the last few years, um, and so we we talked quite a bit initially to set up like what are you know his goals um some of the barriers that he's facing some of the feedback he he may have received from staff mm-hmm. or his um, the superintendent or whatnot and so we set out a, a plan and then we would meet every month and just go through the goals that he established and I was basically it was just about asking questions not giving any answers mm-hmm. and uh, you know he had a very successful um, career. Uh, at that school, Um, then I was reached, contacted by another principal in the elementary, at the elementary level, and wanted some additional coaching in another district here in Ohio, and so Mm -hmm. we, again, the same thing, so we set up times either on the weekends or in the evenings, just outside of my my workday and their workday, and just really, you know, focused on being very intentional and thinking about, you know, the culture and the climate, the uh, instructional leadership, and mm-hmm. parent engagement, you know, is one of the areas that one of the two principals want to work on. So that's been that's been a lot of fun. Um I have one client now that I'm working with that's been a continuation from before. Um and again I think it helps me as well because it keeps me um keeps me sharp, keeps me energized.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: because I'm not in the district, I can provide a much more objective point of view as opposed mm-hmm. to being so close to it. Um, yeah. So that that's been very helpful as well. Um, But I I enjoy the the connection and collaboration, for sure.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's really helping you use your experiences um, to support those. And Mm -hmm. the fact that they were able to come out and ask you (laughs) to coach—it's really, um, you know, comes full circle in you know how you've served schools as well. Um, So you're also on the Ohio ASCD board of directors. So talk to me a little bit about what they do in terms mm-hmm. of providing PD, book studies, uh, planning a conference.
1: Yeah, so Ohio ASCD is a um, local uh, or state group affiliate mm-hmm. of ASCD. So the board director, as a board of directors member, our responsibility is to um, provide professional development, um, provide support to our members, mm-hmm. and also to plan an annual conference to keep that professional development going uh the last couple of years we haven't ha- been able to have the conference um virtually or in person so this mm-hmm. year you know, we're really pushing for that to happen mm-hmm. um, we're going we're starting off with a few we, we had a couple of twitter chats just to engage the community and mm-hmm. some td and um we're going to launch a book study here this winter um so we're in the planning stages of that and the whole goal for that is to again create that community um Focus on elements for people to improve their climate and culture. um, Have a discussion and then uh, come up with some strategies um, that 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 are from that book. Um, And then we want to um, I meet with the or get input from our members to decide like what type of program do they want to see going forward.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. So it's been a that's a relatively new position, but I've enjoyed it because I got I've gotten to meet people from all over the state um, who have the same interest and. want to continue to improve our profession as educators Mm -hmm,
0: mm -hmm. you also um, used to blog every week as a principal Uh, do you still write blogs uh, and uh, what are those usually focused around yeah I
1: still blog but definitely Mm -hmm. not as much as I did when I was a principal I was religiously blogging every single week when I was principal and then I got out of that um, I got out of the routine and now it's just it's sparingly into something like hugs at my heart I'll just I'll, you know, I'll post a blog here and there. Okay. Um, right now, i focus more on, I have a, uh, a weekly message that I send out to our, my entire di- district called Think About It Tuesdays. Okay. And that's just, so that's a form of blogging, but it's just internal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a very quick message. It's, it's just about, you know, one of our core values, um, either a funny video that I saw or um, some a video or a clip from a, a popular TV show that mm-hmm. relates to one of our core values. And I just give somebody, give them, give people just a nugget to think about to mm-hmm. kind of prime their pump for the week. And uh, it's typically in the same way, you know, make it a great week or not, the choice is yours.
2: Because mm-hmm. again, it
1: goes back to the two things we can control, is our attitude and our actions.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: so we can determine the type of week that we want to have. So I try to send out an inspirational motivational, um, reflective email to just get people to, to move forward. And ironically, I got some feedback today that one of our, um, one of our lab instructors, she actually uses those, like she religiously checks it.
2: Mm -hmm. And I
1: try to send it out the same time every, every Tuesday morning, 730. She'll then use that to do her, um, like centering activity for the next day. So she'll use that Wednesday morning. So she'll create a lesson out of that out of the email or a video that I show or just share the message all together and so um that's that was pretty that was pretty um I was proud of that
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I mean that's when you're sending out uh something like that to the district it's hard to know how many people use that but like when it speaks to some people and especially when they want to share that with students it goes a long way and you know, to have that consistency as well, like for those yeah. who look forward to reading that. Um. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I, and I see that that's a part of the continuously creating the culture that we want to have.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And
1: so um, I, I feel that that's not only within my role, but it's something that I enjoy. Um, and then people have come to expect it. So it's uh, I use that's a way for me to continue blogging, but not necessarily. It's not a, um, It's not through my blog public blog it's just something i do internally Mm -hmm. i have taken a couple of those and turned those into blogs Mm
2: -hmm. i
1: just just haven't done it lately that's all (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: well you've been busy uh, writing your book and uh, in your role as well but we've had a great conversation today uh, around school culture and uh, Mm -hmm. your work and helping coach uh, principals and your current role working with uh, student supports out of everything we talked about today on the podcast, what's one thing you'd like listeners to remember?
1: Uh, I want listeners to remember the definition of culture, um, mm-hmm. school culture, because we talk about it a lot, but I don't know if we have a clear operational definition. So for me, school culture um, consists of the traditions, the norms, the values and the behaviors
2: mm-hmm. that
1: all the adults model on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. So it's about the adult behavior that creates the culture, and that influences how students respond or how students behave. So if you have disengaged students, disengaged staff, um, a lot of conflict, you got to go back and look at and examine the the adult behavior. If you have um, high absenteeism, you got to go back and look at the adult behavior. If you have significant failures, you got to go back and like, what's the adult behavior like? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not putting the entire blame, but we can't control where students come from. We can't control the type of environment they come to,
2: mm-hmm. and so
1: that that's really up to us, and that's up to each individual, each individual person. So that's where that adult behavior is so important. And um, it's if it's modeled, um, kids will kids will follow it and imitate it one way or the other. So let's 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 make it more positive.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important to remember it comes. It comes from uh, what they see, they, they yeah. see, you know, and then they do. Well, where can people connect with you and find you online? Uh,
1: primary, primary place is through Twitter. My uh, Twitter handle is Dwight underscore Carter. And um, you can also find me on my email address is Mr. Dwight Carter at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
1: also LinkedIn at Dwight L. Carter and Instagram at Dwight L. Carter.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much for being on the Out of the Trenches podcast today. It was a pleasure having you on. I appreciate it.
2: My book, Out of
0: the Trenches, Stories of Resilient Educators, has now been published. Get it now at amzn.to slash 3B72Z. Again, amzn.to slash 3B7. 7 8, X, 2 Z will- Check out the show notes on danagoodier.com to learn more about this guest and links to their social media. Please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you download this podcast. Tell your friends and colleagues about it, and if this episode resonates, especially with you, be sure to share it out on social media and tag me at OutOfTrenchesPC PC.